Hey guys, thank you for tuning in to my podcast. So tonight I'll be doing a live astrology reading for an anonymous person. So you can go over this with me if you're a newbie and just want to learn how to read your own chart. You can go to the website and follow me. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to show you how to get to understand your birth chart. So if you already don't know your birth chart, go ahead and um, write this website down. It's Astro Dentist, and I'll spell that out. That's A-S-T-R-O-D-I-E-N-T-I-S-T dot com. And, that, and there you can see your charts, your extended charts. So what you're going to do is click on extended chart selection. And okay, so I'm going to be basically doing a natal chart for this person. So I'm going to be going over the sign, the, the zodiac sign. We're going to do 11 zodiac signs. I'm not going to do the sun sign, like I said. So in school, they definitely don't teach us um, the stuff that we need to understand. You know, we think our sun sign is just the only, you know, only planet or object or you know aspect that matters. And it's so much more out there. You know, it's more out there than just the sun. You know, we got the moon. We got plenty of plenty of, of elements out there and and our universe and we definitely should be able to understand why they're there and how they affect us so let's hop on over and let's get some information because we're going to go over some of those elements that most people do not know you know we're going to talk about the north node the south node lilith uh Shimron, and we're going to talk about juno so all right so as we're looking at this chart you see 12 different houses here okay so it's house number one let me show y'all all right so one two three four five six seven okay so y'all y'all see how we're doing that there so that's the first house all right this first house is in taurus taurus rising all right so let's go ahead and get started. So as Taurus rising, uh, Venus rules Taurus, okay? So this is just appreciation for beauty. You know, these people appreciate the beauty in life, you know, and they find the importance of what a relationship truly is by finding the deep emotional affection that they've been looking for inside of people, <laughs> you know? So, and it's becoming more and more vivid as they get older and they appreciate more things. Uh, they're able to interact with more people the more they see the beauty in life you know um, yeah so these people definitely are dependable very well liked they seem like they're very peaceful people but just like with Taurus people a lot of Taurus people they have the ability to overindulge so we definitely don't want to overindulge in things that we don't need so uh, the second house here you see that we have the sun which is right here we'll circle that that's Chiron okay and that's Lilith so we're gonna do Lilith first all right so Lilith was uh, supposedly she was the first wife of Adam in the Bible and she was <laughs> the rebellion. She did not want to be controlled. She didn't want that. So um, Lilith, we, we, we see Lilith in our chart as that woman who pretty much is not going to take no shit. So how Lilith shows up in your chart will say a lot about, you know, you and, and a little bit of your shadow side. Okay. So when we talk about Lilith, she challenges you to see that shadow side. And sometimes it's not easy to face this, you know. Um, so for this chart, it does show that the sense of worth or the trauma that you experienced early on in life really shaped how you viewed yourself. And this is one of the greatest challenges in your life that, you know, you're going to have to see. You know? It seems that like you were seems like you were bullied for maybe being different yeah and it kind of lowered your self-esteem a little bit taking advantage of you know your kindness 
you also experienced a lot of pain in childhood, you know, heartache, maybe you lost somebody or maybe you had, uh, you lived on the lower income side, your family lived on the lower income side. So um, you had a, a lot of experiences with loss. So this, so you do desire to be financially stable you know, this uh, is more so like a power thing for you. It seems like uh, possessing things, uh, owning stuff makes you feel safe, makes you feel loved. And it makes you feel like, you know, you have things that you didn't have before. You know, so sometimes this may show up as you're not satisfied. You know, you're never satisfied. You, just, you know, you want more things, you know, because you didn't have that growing up. So that's going to, so that's going to have to do a lot with the integrity, you know, and your freedom, you know, as, as a young age, you didn't feel like you were free to do things. So also, you don't like being alone. You like to, you know, you, you value traits of people. And you appreciate them for what they do, you know, so you do avoid, you know, certain communications because you don't want to say the wrong things at time. So sometimes you may want to say something, but you're not sure how to say it because you're Lilith, you know, your Lilith value, values freedom and she wants to be independent. So sometimes you don't want to feel like you're overstepping on people. You don't want to overstep. But music, art, traveling, and history, these are things that are going to be able to help cure you, you know, heal that, you know, that, that spark that you have inside of you that you're wanting to experience more of. So definitely do see um, some more communication once you're able to face those inner fears and what has caused you to you know, not want to be alone or, you know, connecting with others. Because I do see that there's some issue here with connecting with people, you know, maybe communicating with them. You know, maybe um, this was like when you were younger, you had a, a hard time connecting with people and it kind of caused you to be a little recluse. So I do, um, as you embark on, you know, your different journeys, you're going to see, you know, as you travel, understand music, understand your art, you know, and you love music. The most definitely you love to travel. Um, so that's your that's your Lilith. Now let's get to your Chiron. Chiron is in Gemini as well. So Chiron is the wounded warrior. You know, this shows up as the wounded warrior, you know, how you were affected in your past lives and the wounds that surrounded your your lives. But this looks like a lot to do with your intelligence and how you communicate with people. Um you know, so this makes you sometimes think you're constantly having to fit in intelligently. You know, you may think other people around you are smarter than you. And this is, you know, this might have been like some type of comparison to other people in your childhood. You know, maybe your teachers or, you know, an authority figure, someone told you you weren't good enough or you weren't smart enough. And this shows up a lot in you know, realizing that you're different, you know, your mental capacity is different, your psychological uh, sensitivity is different. So you may have felt, you know, uh, unable to really communicate clearly what you've been trying to say, you know, it caused some anxiety, you know, may, may have made you feel like you were misunderstood, maybe even ignored. <laughs> um, so once you do, you know, release the fear to express yourself and enable other people to open up to you, you know, to like a new level of consciousness, because as you're traveling and as you're, um, you know, building wisdom and understanding and opening up to other people, you are a seeker for knowledge. So you're going to be understanding more things spiritually, your wisdom, you know, your emotional intelligence and what comes with that. So. 
through meditation, you can be able to focus your mind because a lot to do with the Gemini is the is uh, the hands, the the mind. You know, Gemini rules. Um, well, Mercury rules Gemini, which is about communication. It's all about communication. So your Chiron, you know, it does seem like, you know, your past life, you may have felt like, you know, you weren't, you, you weren't smart enough. And in this lifetime, you're having to see that you are realizing that you're a different type of intelligence. You know, you, you don't have the intelligence that society wants you to have because your skills are not for society. Your gifts and your talents is more so for the universe. You know, these things are important and these are highly intuitive thoughts and, you know, embrace the mystical talents and these gifts that you have because the more that you connect with yourself spiritually, the more you'll be able to value who you truly are. Okay, so our next house, we're going to go ahead and go over to our third house, which is right here. Let's circle that. That is our boy, Mercury. Okay, that's Mercury in your Cancer. All right, so the moon rules the Cancer. Cancer is emotional, it's beautiful, it's nurturing, it's loving. All right. So people, uh, people definitely feel at ease when they're talking with you. People that are, who are like-minded, you know, if y'all talking about a certain subject, you know, it's you, 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 you can keep going, you can go, you know, cause you do learn best uh, when the topic is important to you, you know, and if it sparks you emotionally, you'll definitely be very passionate about it. All right. So um, you may cause some tension sometimes with people because you may you may come off as reserved and people don't know how to take that sometimes because it may come off like you're not interested. But most times you're not interested. So it, it's harder for you to seem interested in things that you're not interested in. <laughs> All right. So. Um, uh, most of your understanding is intuition so rather than you understanding intellectually it shows that you have a high capability for emotional intelligence like I said and the need to like you can adapt to situations you know real easy you know because mercury is a trickster so they're able to just adapt to anything because they you know you never know what's going to come from a trickster you know so as your Mercury being Cancer, you know, you have a super amount of emotional intelligence that most people don't have. And sometimes this can come off as moody, um, but it's just because people don't understand, you know, how you're feeling. And because, you know, you have a hard time with your communication in Gemini, it sometimes comes off as moody, but you just, you just gotta, you know, focus more on um, understanding your emotions as they come. So the fourth house here, we got Venus in Leo, all right? That's your Venus right there. So the fourth house is about family. So your Venus being here, it does bring you some inspiration. It brings inspiration to people as well. So people who need it uh, to be around you, the way that you make people feel. Leo loves to brag. Leo loves to, you know, put on a show. So sometimes if people are drawn to you, even if you know it or not, some people are just drawn to the way you are, the way you express how you feel, you know, so in your, in your communication with some people, some people may see you, just like I said, society may not see you how you may have wanted to see, how you may have wanted people to see you before, but you know, your, your spirituality, you know, we ain't really concerned about what society thinks, but the people who matter, they're drawn to you, most definitely, all right, so it does show, you know, with your Leo, you're not afraid to show off your love for your woman, um, but it does seem like you're a little protective over her, um, you know, it seems like that, but it's more so just private, you just, you, you love your privacy within your relationship, and you lead with passion. It shows that you're very ambitious in your relationship here. 
you love activities, social gatherings, you know, where you can meet new people, you know, where your skills and your abilities can, you know, be, you know, exercise pretty much you know you love to be able to be around people who are like-minded and you know talk about a, a subject that you're knowledgeable in you know um you are very in, unconventional you know you have a rebellious nature and this definitely comes off when you don't like something so something that's not for you you definitely are going to make sure <laughs> you're, you're definitely not going to uh, do things that you don't want to do it's uh definitely um the way you dress you know you may dress differently than others um but you have a real good eye for uh, design you know for fashion um in a, in a different way though it's 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 a different type of it's a different type of nature that you have with yourself like the way you speak in public your public speaking um you are though concerned about your family. You know, you're concerned about the love of your family. You know, your family strength, staying strong, that is really important to you. You wanna please your partner and you enjoy the finer things in life. You know, experiencing life for what it does have to offer. This is definitely what you enjoy doing. Okay, so also I do wanna hint on your fourth house here. Your fourth house is in um, your first degree. So let me erase this real quick so you can see here. You see the little number where it shows the one that is your first degree. So that means that you're on the cusp of a Cancer and Leo Venus. So you love emotionally. You have a, lo a lot of love to give you know, mostly because you didn't get that as a child. So your fourth house is not so much um, just your Leo, because you do have some of that cancer energy that's there. So although you have the that passion, that fire that that Leo brings, you also have that emotional capacity to be able to um, you know, love like people need you to talk to people like they need you to. So you can meet people where they're at. And that's one really good thing about you. All right. So you see your fifth house is empty. There's no planets here. Okay. There's no planets there. Fifth house, none. Okay. So when we don't have any planets in our houses, you don't want to think that's bad or, you know, some people think it's good, you know, because they think that they don't have to work on things in that house. That's not, that's not necessarily true, okay? So when we look at houses that are empty, who rules that house, okay? Who rules that? This is Virgo right here. It's Virgo. All right. So you don't have much Virgo energy in your chart, but Virgo does rule over your family. So you're going to be more reserved, a little bit more thoughtful, orderly. You know, you're going to be statist uh, statistical about how you do things in your home. You're going to, you're going to be um, very concerned with how things are going in your home. All right, so your Libra is your sixth house, sixth house of health, all right? Okay, so if you look here, you have your moon, your sixth house. So let's look at what the moon in the sixth house looks like. All right, so Libra, Libra is ruled by Venus, Venus of love, you know, so in this, it looks like here that all right so you love the aesthetics in life you know you want to you want to make yourself or your life look better you know than what it did look like in the past you know you want you want your life to be better than it than it was and you deserve it all right so you bet you definitely have a, a sense of togetherness you're a person that um thinks a lot of not yourself you're thinking of others as you're 
as you're thinking of yourself in the background, you're thinking about others. You know, you're putting people before you put yourself because it's a collective thing. You're thinking about the collective. You know, you feel safe in your relationships. You feel good when others are around you, you know, when others are communicating with you. But this can lead you to be indecisive about situations because you do want the best for people. And sometimes you may compromise on what's best for you. And uh, you may avoid, you know, your feelings sometimes, you know, this may bother people and it may co cause conflict with uh, people that you love because you want to please them. You want to please people, but sometimes you leave yourself out and this can cause you to be, you know, a little bit insecure in your feelings emotionally, you know, so this can make you overthink this can um, allow you to, you know, make more enemies of people through some of your interactions. But, you know, of course, just know that this is going to be short-lived, okay? Because your moon in the sixth house, this does cause for enemies to come, you know? But that doesn't mean that they're going to be there for long. So because of your emotional capacity, it feels like, you know, when you are going to be into interactions that are not great, it's going to be based off of like temporary feelings, you know, not like people hate you. It's going to be more so temporary feelings that will subside, you know, over time. But the moon in the sixth house definitely does show a, a little bit of a mental illness here. And this this also does show in your second house of Gemini and mental illness is just, you know, when I say that, just to be clear, I mean more so like the illnesses with the brain. So this can be bipolar, this can be anxiety, this can be depression, this can be a lot of different things, you know, so emotionally, you know, when you're down, this may make you tend to be more lazy or even overindulge. Um, you may also have a strained relationship with, you know, maybe your family or even uh, a few different family members. You may have had a strained, yeah, you may have had a definitely a strained relationship with your own mind, you know, in regards to your sixth house in the um, in the health department. That's 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 health. So. Your moon, which is emotional, your Libra, who is sometimes insecure, people pleaser, a lover of beauty. Sometimes this oh, this um, leads us to be more mentally unstable because we're forgetting about ourselves. And so that's the thing is when we have um, Libra in the sixth house alone, it's more so severe, but you have your, you have a, a placement right next to your moon. So you're good. So when you look at your north, your south node, okay, your south node is in Libra. That's right next to where your moon is. So it's easier for you to deal with your mental emotions. It will just be you uh, being authentic with your past. So facing your past and understanding that the dreams that you want, you're going to be building your everlasting family, you know, for yourself. So letting go of the things that have brought you down before will be the things that will make you rise above. Okay. And we're going to go and we're going to talk now about your South Node. All right. So your south node in Libra, sixth house. Okay, so let's just let me go over what your south node is. Okay, your south node, your north node. I definitely wanted to talk about that a little bit more so that we understand. And so your south node is the things that you bring with you from a past life. So this can be your strengths, your weaknesses, you know, pretty much the things that you held on to in your previous life, you know, which you're looking to release or not, you know, just don't rely on it so much in this lifetime, you know? So like when you're trying to do things you, that are for healing and growth, we want to look towards our North Node. But for right now, we're going to look at our South Node, okay? So in the previous life, it looks like in this, in this, you anticipate judgment. 
you know, you tend to want the approval of others that you forget about your own life and your own destiny. So in the past, you were extremely grounded, able to take care of others, and you kind of were able to, you know, fulfill the plans that you made, you know, so you're six times being of service. Uh, you're happy in this place because it comes easy for you. It definitely does. Um, in the past, you mastered control and wanted to be in control in many situations. So your south node in Libra is basically wanting you to just let go, you know, to let 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 go of needing to uh, make people happy, you know, needing to want the approval of others that you forget about yourself, you know, so take your own destiny in your own hands. So remember that your moon, you know, wanting to be emotionally available to everyone, bring, forgetting about yourself. These are the things that you took with you from your past life. So we don't want to continue taking those things with us. We want those things to be, you know, stay where they're at. All right. So, and that also um, is one of the things that you can learn to do with you know, meditation. So as you meditate and you connect more with yourself, connect with yourself, you know, you can ask yourself more things that would give you clarity on how to release those things, you know, how to release the need to uh, make people happy, how to release the need for approval of others when you leave yourself behind. Okay. And so your seventh house, your house of relationships, that's your Scorpio, your Scorpio and Pluto. All right. So when we look at our Scorpio in Pluto, it's definitely a place where um, they feel home. Okay. So Scorpio and Pluto feels home. It's in domicile, which is you know, like a home position. So definitely feel like you experienced um, uh, like an inner tension, you know, uh, you got to let go of the need to want to control things in your relationship or even in just relationships in like your, uh, partnerships, just any, you have to let go of the need to control because your Scorpio and Pluto, um, Scorpio is a little dark. So Scorpio sometimes wants to go deep you know they, they they want that deepness they're looking for that transformation so you can experience your transformation in your relationship you will experience that because your seventh house is your house of relationships so you're going to be experienced transformation through your relationship and this may make your relationship more uh envy because people may see that you know the relationship that you have is what they want you know people people may you know, they may see that you're a committed partner. You're definitely committed. It looks like you do obsess over things in your house, you know, how you want them to go. Um, so just letting go of that control, like I said, you know, this will be an easier inner tension that you can fight, you know, fight those inner tensions that want you to have a need for control, you know, because um, you don't need to. It doesn't show that there's a need for your, for you to want to do that in your relationships. And it's not like a, a bad thing. It's more so like wanting to control uh, how things are for yourself. So that's how it looks like, not like you're trying to control with the way of, um, you know, not being, not, you know, being mean or anything like that. It's not like that. It's just you want to take care of people. So it comes off as you taking charge and, you know, things like that. So, um, yeah, so you definitely, people have done you wrong and you definitely shy away from people from uh, that have done that to you, you know, because they seem to not want to take uh, ownership of what they've done to you. So you, yeah, so you definitely desire that harmonious relationship and that's why you are intent on putting so much work into your relationship. You're a hard worker beat when it comes to that. So, uh, you know, you put that work in, it's because you fear, 
you know, you have that fear of betrayal, you know, that, that trauma in the back of your head, you know, just that, that's the Scorpio in you, that's the Scorpio, you know, they're not sure what's going to happen, the darkness, you know, they're like looking at it in a different way. So, you know, you can, you can definitely feel like that Scorpio is at home, you know, so that fear of betrayal, just try to um, understand, you know, where that's coming from, you know, because you, uh, you definitely, definitely seem like you're attracted to people who have that Plutonian placements, you know, who have a lot of Pluto placements, uh, you, un you intuitively understand people. So in Scorpio and Pluto, you definitely understand people intuitively. And this can definitely help you capitalize, you know, in, in your career. Okay, so let's go to the eighth house. You got a few placements here. You got another stellium, like I was telling you, when you have more than two placements in one house. Okay, so right here, let's go to Saturn. So Saturn and Sagittarius. All right, let's look at Saturn. Okay, Saturn is the house of karma. Daddy karma. <laughs> All right, so definitely feel like um, your Saturn in connection with your Juno and your Uranus conjunction, that aspect, um, you're going to battle with some restraint. You're going to battle with uh, the control uh, in, your, in your life. You know, you'll have many battles that uh, may have caused you uh, to move around or may have caused you to isolate yourself. Um, but you do desire the the need to travel to expand your mind and that's one of the things that you'll see that your battles have caused you suffering but that will be the very though those are the very events that will make you more powerful you know your saturn being the planet of karma so you've had to have difficult situations that have caused you to be private about your life you know private because you don't want people coming in and trying to you know tell you what you don't need because you know you're the hero in your story you know you're the one who goes through the pain and come back with the vengeance you know ready to knock heads off you know you're ready to knock heads off you know because you you you're more of a hands-on man it seems um and with children uh you desire to take responsibility you know so if you have children now or if you don't you do desire to have that type of uh, family relationship dynamic where you can be the father, be the man that you always wanted to be or always wanted to have in your life. So it's the it's basically the responsibility. You know, you love the responsibility um, that you can get in your different relationships that you do have. Yeah, so... Yeah, so the eighth house is also the house of past lives. So your Saturn being a stellium, it makes you highly aware. <laughs> so you're really aware of things and you're creative also. You got some groundedness and some practicality because your, uh, your Uranus and your Juno resides in that Saturn placement. So uh, the tension that comes from the Saturn being with your Uranus and Juno, this can create like um, some indecision, you know, some anxiety uh, because of the holding on to your past, you know, whether in this lifetime or the last lifetime, this can result in like coldness or separation and substance abuse if you don't uh, keep that in check. So definitely this placement needs to be aware of the impatience and frustration that can cause mental issues, uh, cause like the, the depression, the anxiety, you know, cause these, uh, but this thing that you have, you know, the placement that you have, this is gonna be the thing that sparks inspiration, you know, of your different ideas, your Saturn coming with your Uranus, this is gonna uh, spark different ideas as, as they come. So the more you're, you're thinking about things, you know, the more you get frustrated or impatient because something's not coming like you want it to, capitalize on that, you know, those different ideas that you have as they come, write them down, you know, like really, uh, really capitalize on those ideas that you have, because those are going to be the things that uh, are here, you know, you, you may not want to know 
what the future holds, but you know, just do be patient because these are going to be the things that are going to help you. So like that frustration that you feel because things aren't going how you need them to, just hold fast, okay? Just, just hold fast on that, all right? So we're going to go next to our Juno, which is right next to the Saturn, okay? So Juno in the eighth house, all right? So Juno is pretty much like the opposition of Lilith. So Lilith didn't want to be controlled. Juno is a good loving partner. She's that good loving, you know, one that wants to make things right. <laughs> so your Juno being in Sagittarius. Um, all right. So you definitely could have, because you also have your Juno on a cusp, which like I said before, is when it has a little bit of the placement, the house before them, they still have a little energy of that house so that Scorpio energy is still uh, residing a little bit with Juno so you know you, it seems like you definitely going to have a transformative force in your life because of your relationship you know your relationship that you have now or the um or, you know um this relationship is important it heightens your emotions you know um your emotions and your intimacy you know this is important in your relationship in your partnership you know to have that emotional capacity also the the you're attracted to looks like you're attracted to the different cultures because you love to travel uh the Sagittarius is the traveler the one that's seeking the knowledge uh you're attracted to uh opposite cultures you know could be even a first generation of first generation foreigner um or maybe their parents were foreigners uh you definitely love to dive into understanding other cultures uh, this this being with your uh juno and saturn this can definitely it definitely looks like you could have had um you know, live the past life karmic connection with this person or you may just remember them for a long time uh, you you want to go on uh, on adventures with your partner so you may have like some exciting adventures where you know um, you can discuss topics you know because you like to talk about things that are important to you so I definitely see you know excitement you know being around um, your relationship you're going to be taking adventures together it's going to be like a togetherness type of thing but um this can cause like a power struggle with each other. You know, when you force yourself to look at yourself deeper, um, you know, because of you having this as a cusp close to your Scorpio, this can definitely, um, the power struggle can definitely, you know, give yourself um, the introspection for you to look at your relationship, you know, in a positive way, in a more positive way, and not uh, the darkness, you know, like uh, it's a, a dark cloud, it could be, you know, some white fairy dust, <laughs> you know, some white fairy dust, because um, the power struggle is just the, the ego, you know, so just let, let go of the ego for the Juno, for the sake of the Juno, allow yourself to understand, you know, the knowledge that you're needing. So understanding how other people are feeling in conjunction to your own feelings, you know, so there's no need for a power struggle when everybody is able to communicate in a way that is positive for, for y'all. Okay. So now let's look at our Uranus, which is next to our Juno and definitely seems like you're attracted to the uncom un oh my goodness unconventional beliefs okay so um you may even avoid traditional people <laughs> people who are not like you um and it doesn't look like you're willing to bend on the type of people that you interact with you know your beliefs that you have you're very strong in your beliefs um yeah you definitely worked hard for the knowledge that you've gained um so your beliefs are very important to you uh, you have a very big thirst for knowledge so um you don't want to feel controlled you like to do what you want to do you know uh you like to bring in new ideas by traveling 
you know, studying new ideas, studying cultures. You know, music is going to be a really big inspiration for you. Um, you can experience a wide range of philosophies and, you know, dare to think differently because of it, you know, because of all your experience, all the knowledge that you've, you've gained, um, you know, so you can have, um, you can pretty much have your ideas come to life, you know, the things that you're going to be inventing the ideas you know like I told you with your Saturn the way that your ideas may come you know the impatience uh the way they come you know it's gonna it's gonna dare you to think differently definitely it's gonna be something that will be that spark to you know come in your life and to allow you to be part of something you know allow you to be part of something that's tangible something that you can touch you know and this definitely is in, in support of spiritual experimentation. <laughs> definitely say experimentation, because I feel like uh, with this placement here, it's, an, it's, it's like an unusual sense of exploration. You know, you're not knowing exactly what type of experiences that you may encounter, you know, some road bumps, of, of course, but they may be on a time that may have some uh, delays. You know, you may even experience like um you traveling and you having a delay in your your air your airplane or you coming back early you have to come back early so you may have some unexpected things that happen in your travel you know you may be staying way too long or coming home early or just late yeah because uranus likes to shake us up <laughs> and with the saturn definitely um <laughs> it's definitely funny all right so let's go to our neptune neptune capricorn ninth house all right so um this is in the fall so when you have your neptune in uh in capricorn it's in fall which means it's a weak point all right so that's not to say that it's a bad placement because we can all develop our weak points once we uh you know, hone into those things. So once we're aware of this placement, let's look at it and let's see what we can learn from it and how to embrace it. Because I actually have this same placement that you do. So Neptune and Capricorn, I have this, it's not in my ninth house, it's in my fourth house. So it's more so um, surrounded by my family. So, so this is like your impulse to be spiritual. Okay, so however this person, um, uh, you you believe in spirituality, but you need evidence. You need your evidence to back it up. You know, your Neptune is needing that. You know, so uh, you have these dreams. You know, Net Neptune is a dreamer. They're dreaming. You know, so these dreams that are pulling into this physical world, you have you you may have rejected those beliefs before, only to dive back into them. You know, because you're trying to understand more speech uh, on a spiritual level. Your connections, you know, your spiritual connections. You know, you may be more prone to psychic experiences and also metaphysical, and you not be aware of it. You know, so maybe you were you had like spiritual connections with things and you weren't aware of why, you know, so you may find yourself dreaming, you know, dreaming of how you'll make your money and live your life. Um, but this does bring awareness to unhealthy relationships. You know, this is a placement that, like I said, is in the fall. So you want to reflect heavy on this to understand how to take advantage of this placement. So as you're needing that evidence to back up your spirituality, as you're needing this, just understand that you can have those spiritual connections be garnered, okay, through your actions. So the more that you're seeking knowledge, the more that you're traveling, the more you'll be able to understand your psychic experiences, the, uh, the more you understand the metaphysical. And the metaphysical is the, pretty much is the way to, okay, so you got your spirituality. Metaphysical is what explains the spirituality. So maybe diving into metaphysics a little bit more, if you haven't already, definitely dive into that so you can get the evidence of how how is this how is that you know the things that are in the back of your head the not knowing 
the more that you're dreaming, the more that you're having these experiences, you're going to keep having this thirst for knowledge. So definitely go out there and, you know, make those connections, make those connections with the world and also you. All right. So you got your Mars in Capricorn in the ninth house. Okay, so let's look at our Mars in the ninth house. And this is exalted, which means it's it's great, 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 great. So not that it feels home, but it feels it's just it's amazing. So this is a really good sign. It's a really good placement here. All right. So your ninth house. Definitely believe in your own values deeply. You're more spiritual. Um, than a lot of your family members, you know, so this, uh, a lot of things that, that, that they might have taught you, you've kind of disowned, you know, because you love your own thoughts and your beliefs, you know, because you did a lot of time to try to find those beliefs, so definitely focus on discipline, you know, in your actions, you, you're a planner, and you execute, but you do have trouble of letting go of the past, your past traumas. And this can lead you to neglect people who are close to you or even your family. Um, but this is good for business. You know, as you're as you'll be focused um, and determined and just, you know, strong willed in, in whatever you choose to do in business, you know, you'll uh, you'll have that knowledge, you know, you're you do love to explore, you know, that traveler in you, that Sagittarius energy, you love to explore. So you're constantly going to be putting yourself in positions where, you know, it definitely helps to stay energized and excited about your life. So this helps you. So the more that, you know, you're putting that work in, the more that it's going to help you be excited, you know, staying, staying excited, staying on that path. So as this is exalted, you know, this is, you're at your greatest strength here, you know, so just being ambitious and strategic and driven, this will help you, you know, so this will lead you to have that great marriage, that spiritual growth, you know, the finances and the recognition of all of the talents that you have, that even if you have resistance, you know, this is going to be your best friend. Resistance is going to be your best friend, you know, because you may have uh, even had to move mountains you you may have to move mountains to get where you are but all the hard work and the discipline that you put in is going to get you to your pursuit of happiness this is definitely going to be the thing that gets you uh to where you've been trying to get you know for a while now right so you have your next placement that we're going to look at is your 11th house in jupiter all right that's in pisces Okay, so uh, Pisces and Jupiter is domicile, you know, so they definitely feel at home in this sign. So um, this is what we call the great influencer, you know, allowing you to have the inner knowing or the inner sight that others may or may not see, you know, so a lot of people can't see the sight that you see. Uh, so you have a great sense of networking and friendships. Um, this is very beneficial to you. So the more you take advantage of expressing yourself with other people, the better off uh, networking and your friendships are going to be, which is truly going to make you happy because your Libra moon, that's what you want, you know, regardless of how different you've made yourself feel or if you have anxiety about other people, your soul truly wants to be a part of something. Your soul wants to be a part of, uh, you know, uh, you know, this will give you the opportunity to have like those project ventures, those uh, beneficial group ventures that you've been looking to do, you know, also just social activities. This will allow you to put yourself in a position where you're meeting new people, interacting with people. This is going to be powerful for this uh, for this Jupiter placement because Jupiter is the uh, the prosperity, the the lucky the lucky stuff that we're needing. You know, so that energy that we put into our Jupiter. Uh, this is all about abundance, prosperity. So you'll see a lot of recognition within this placement. So just be aware uh, to just use your discernment, you know, with people, because people are going to be attracted to you. Just use your discernment on the influence of the people that are in your life and how that may look for you. Okay. Um, 
And I say that uh, because that is directly opposite. It's an opposition of your Libra. You know, your Libra is indecisive. Your Libra is, you know, wanting to please. So we're just going to make sure that we're just aware of that, okay? Just be aware of the opposition between that Jupiter, which is a lucky prosperator, money, 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 and your sixth house of Libra, which is your Libra moon, and you're also your south node in Libra, okay? So next we're going to go to our Aries. This is our last, this is, I believe this is our last one here. Oh, I went so fast. <laughs> All right. So let's see. Your North Node. That's pretty much, uh, you know, what you're growing into. Your North Node is what you're growing into and who you're supposed to become in this lifetime. You know, it's something that you were born with, but it does take some time to get there. My astrology teacher quoted 33 is the time that we start working on our soul mission, which is, you know, truly what your North Node is wanting you to do. So having Aries here, you definitely had to figure out your life early on as a kid. You know, you didn't have much parental supervision and you're fulfilled by doing your own thing. You know, not being controlled. In the past, you may have been controlled or in a past life, okay? So you tend to give in to others even when uh, you try to assert yourself. So you end up giving in and asking yourself why. You know, why can't I just give to myself and also give to others? It's kind of hard to find that balance. So as, as you look at your North Node in this 12th house, this wants you to focus inward, like focus inward on yourself and the desires for you you know, letting go of the past, you know, you worry a lot and, you know, about the past and, and now even, well, you worry a lot about the past, even if you don't know it. So even if you're not consciously aware of the past, it may be things from your past life that are affecting you in this lifetime that have nothing to do with this lifetime at all. So it may just be uh, guilt that doesn't belong there, you know, so uh, now that you are aligning spiritually, you know, and developing your faith, uh, this is the time to trust the universe, okay? So this is where you'll grow tremendously when you allow the universe to do its thing. It's time to tap into your intuition and grow for your soul to learn the wisdom, all right? So I'm going to stop this share um, for the Zoom. Uh, but spirituality is a major point in your life because you have your 12th house, um, where your north node is okay and 12th house is the house of spirituality it's also the house the house of past lives completionness you know uh so you may not know what to do with all the intuition and the the wisdom and spirituality that you're going to be gaining you may not know what to do with it at first but the experiences that you have or even had these will all come into play and they'll help connect you with the divine and also the universe okay so that was your reading okay on all the signs um anything that you need more insight on definitely message me on discord or reach out to me via email i am gonna go ahead and we're gonna stop our podcast today okay we're gonna go ahead and say three affirmations about ourselves and we're gonna go ahead and just be loved all right so i am abundant i am a lioness hear me roar i am beautiful all right so y'all have a wonderful day i will be back on with some more videos pretty soon so i love you guys have a wonderful day